0: If, if you're trying to achieve intimate intimacy with me and I am not, how can I respond to you with empathy and awareness of what you need in this moment without shutting you down just because I don't need it to, you can experience me as rejecting when I do not empathize with you in the moment. I can experience you as rejecting me, so I take it personally, when you do not empathize with me in a moment, even if you love me. And I want to magnify this issue because a lot of people don't realize how they're showing up as emotionally dangerous because they don't realize that they are rejecting in a moment when they need to express empathy. I am Taylor Chandler. I'm a licensed therapist, host of this podcast, Boundaries and Grace and leader of my practice, Reattach. My mission is to help you shift to secure attachment, uprooting anxiety and avoidance, replacing with clarity and peace. You will shift. Hey y'all this episode is being recorded live on Patreon. If you are interested in seeing these videos rather than just hearing my voice then join Patreon. There are two tiers on Patreon. There is a five dollar reattachers tier where you're going to see videos like this and then there is the rock solid tier which is focused on which is focused on um, expanding the solutions to the spiritual side. So we've got standard solutions to attachment issues, and we've got spiritual solutions to attachment issues. Today, I'm focusing on solely the standard solutions, okay? I'm focusing solely on the standard solutions. So we're going to be talking about hard skills and soft skills. I'm going to draw you a map with my voice, I am going to draw you a map with my voice about how to get to secure attachment. And I am confident in my ability to lead people to secure attachment. I don't know if y'all, a lot of people tell me, well, they don't really tell me, but I've seen it in the reviews on boundaries and Grace that y'all don't really like necessarily the, um, the episodes with the guests on it. I like hearing them. Y'all don't necessarily like hearing them. So I am going to tell you myself, I'm going to lay out what they've done. Okay. And this is something that you're going to be able to, whether you're working with me or someone else, this should give you a very clear layout on how to get your secure attachment. I am trying to get you caught up at this point. Okay. Can we say catch up? Okay. whether you're watching the replay, you're listening on Boundaries and Grace, just say catch up. I'm trying to catch people up because I've got so much to do. We've got so much to do this year that I need you to get caught up to the baseline because I am believing 2023 is going to be the best year of somebody's life. Okay, it's not going to be everybody, but for people who are going to put in the work. Okay. Thank you for people who are going to put in the work. This is going to be an amazing year. And these standard solutions are going to get you some amazing results, but there is more for you. So what I'm trying to do is get you caught up with the standard solutions. Okay. We've got hard skills and we've got soft skills. There are so many different pieces of attachment of, of developing your secure attachment style. I'm hoping that this episode helps to make it make sense. It's layered, it's complex, it's nuanced, it's detailed. And so I want to help to bring some clarity to a very, um, what is often a messy, Healing journey, okay? Let's talk about hard skills. This is y'all. This is a episode where you're gonna need pen and paper. That's all my that's everything. But I'm telling you seriously. (laughs) I'm telling you for real on this one. Can you get some pen a pen and paper or pull out your note um your notes app on your phone? Let's talk about hard skills. Look, I need to know who I am, and this involves Hard skills. I need to know who I am and I need to be able to express who I am clearly and confidently out in the world so that I can get what I want. Does that sound like it makes sense to you? I need to know who I am and I need to be able to effectively express who I am out into the world with other people. OK, so that I can get what it is that I want. We obviously right now have a lot of people who aren't getting what they want. But my question is, do you know who you are? So I want to give you some um, information to help you to do that. OK. And by the way, if you're on the rock solid tier, you're going to get 50, you get 50 percent off of everything. So that some of uh, some of my workshops and workbooks I'm going to be referring to. Okay, and just know that that's available for anyone. But if you're in rock solid, you get 50 percent off of all of these things. So look, how do I get to know who I am when it comes to my secure attachment? You need to learn attachment. Okay, can we learn attachment? I have the attachment workshop that's going to help you to do that. But I need you to learn attachment because you've got to understand what your insecurities are. If you've been dealing with anxiety or avoidance, you need to know what how that shows up, where that comes from. And you really are going to have to own those things so that you can fix those things. And that takes a brave and curious person, but you're going to have to learn attachment. The attachment workshop is going to help you to do that. What style are you? Why are you that style? How does that style manifest out into the world? And what is it that I have been trying to communicate, but I have been ineffective in communicating? We understand this, that an insecure attachment, so my anxious preoccupied types, my dismissal avoidant types, my fearful avoidant types, my disorganized types are all trying to communicate to get, um, to get to safety, but are using ineffective coping skills, ineffective strategies in order to achieve safety. Did you hear what I said? that regardless of what insecure attachment style you are, and even outside of insecure attachment, if you are simply not getting the results that you want in relationships, you probably aren't communicating effectively, okay? So might be communicating, but am I communicating well? And so understanding your insecurities and your fears that surround uh, relating, Your fear surrounding intimacy, fear surrounding vulnerability is really, really helpful so that you can confront the fears, overcome the fears and communicate in a more effective way. I want you to learn attachment. The attachment workshop can help you to do that from there. Y'all, I think that's kind of like very basic. I think that is the bottom floor. Okay. The bottom floor is being able to identify what your style is. I, I, I refer to this in the attachment workbook. Understand this, y'all. The under, identifying your attachment style is the least helpful thing. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Identifying your attachment style is the least helpful thing. I didn't say it's not helpful. I didn't say that there aren't benefits. What I am saying, though, is that it is the least helpful thing. So what I'm trying to show you is that there is more to it. OK, so what else in in my hard skills do I need? I need to be able to manage my triggers. My triggers. My anxious preoccupied types and my dismissive avoidance types might have different triggers, but they definitely both have triggers. I need to be able to manage my triggers better. Hey, I need to be able... Who is that? I think I know who this is. Shay, is that you? Who's that? Um, all right. I need to be able to manage my triggers better. Okay. My anxious preoccupied types are usually triggered when their partner distances, spaces, shuts down. Tiffany. Tiffany. Hey, um, oh, did you just get the boundary playbook? Okay. So we're about to talk about boundaries too. So my anxious preoccupied type usually shuts down. Sorry. Usually is triggered by someone shutting down, shutting them out. The dismissive avoidant type or avoidant inclined person is usually triggered by someone wanting more of them. Okay. I need to be able to manage my triggers better. I have a D trigger workshop. If you're in rock solid, you get 50% off of that D trigger. Y'all, this is an episode where we are not, um, working through all of these things. I'm trying to lay you out a map. Okay. Because in all I, I already, the information for working through all of these things, I already have it available. And what I'm trying to do is show you what is already out there for you to be able to work through what it is that you need to be able to manage your attachment better. And if you don't get the workshops from me, you need to be talking to your therapist about this. Understand that a lot of people, just like a lot of people focus on their um on what their attachment style is rather than why their attachment style is. Oh, should I talk about that a little bit? A lot of people focus on what their attachment style is rather than why their attachment style is. Not just what I do, but where is this coming from in my mind that motivates me to behave in this way? So we spend a lot of time talking about what, but the power, the transformation is in the why, okay? So, and so same, same principle for managing triggers, okay? We got a lot of people who will spend a lot of time and a lot of therapists will let you do it. Listen to me. A lot of therapists will let you do this. So you need to be able to check yourself if your if your therapist is not, um, as maybe direct as someone else like me. Okay. And I'm not saying that they're not an effective therapist, but I am saying that, um, they might not just tell you that you're wasting your time. Now I won't tell you, Hey, Hey, look now you working with me. I'm a therapist and a certified coach. Hey, Andrea. I love seeing your name. I'm a therapist. I'm a licensed therapist and I'm a, I'm a certified coach. If you're wasting time in session, you got a you got a couple minutes or you got a couple sessions, depending on what's going on with you, because I will read and see how much time you need to just kind of, you know, swim a little bit, float a little bit mess around a little bit and then and then when 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 it really seems like we I need to re- rein you in I will tell you that your waste that that what you're focused on is not the best use of your time and we need to reprioritize your time okay So not everybody's going to tell you this. So I need you to know this, that talk, just talking about the triggers is not enough. Just talking about what bothers you is not enough. Is there a space for that? Sure. Go ahead and get it up out of you. But the question it needs to be instead, not just what is bothering me, but how do I manage the part of me that is triggered? What about me is in fear in this moment? That is a valuable question. It's valid to talk about, it's valid. Your triggers are, it's valid. Your triggers are valid. Truly, something is rubbing up against you and causing you to feel maybe unsafe physically, unsafe emotionally, um, frustrated, irritated, okay? Triggered, okay? Um, But rather than focusing on what is happening, because that that leads you down a role of control. I need to try to control someone to try to get you to stop so that I stop feeling this way. Okay, whatever. But the, a more valuable way of going about your triggers is to ask yourself, what is it in me that is becoming afraid in this moment? Can we see the difference there? So I understand that you want good morning texts. Okay, and it bothers you when the communication lags. That's a big one. Okay, when the communication feels inconsistent or the communication lags. That's a big trigger comes up all the time. But so, okay, fine. Maybe there is a valid conversation that needs to be had with your partner, with your person, whatever, about what your expectations are surrounding communication. Sure. Valid a more valuable question for your self development is what in me what am i believing in this moment when the communication lags that is causing me to um behave in that behave out of my trigger right my anxious preoccupied type usually when they're triggered they're thinking they're going cling they're going smother they're running towards my dismissive avoidant type when they're triggered they're going away they're withdrawing they're leaving okay so it's not that something might not really be happening in that moment that is triggering, but I need to know what am I believing in this moment that is motivating me to behave in this triggered way. Does that make sense for those of y'all? Too, for those of y'all listening to this live, does that make sense? Do I need to slow down? Well, I can't really slow down. I got a meeting. <laughs> You understand the difference with where I'm big on that this year. I'm big on that this year, 2023. I'm big on the difference between what is valid and what is valuable. Okay. And the um, D trigger workshop is going to help you to make that make sense. Think about it like this. The opposite of trigger, the opposite of triggered is mindful. When we are triggered, we are not mindful. When we are triggered, we are, it's almost like you're in an unconscious state. That might be a little extreme, but I'm gonna magnify it so that you understand what I'm talking about. When I am triggered, I am reactive. When I am triggered, I am impulsive. When I'm triggered, I'm not being curious. OK, when I when I'm triggered, what I'm trying to do is extinguish a threat. When I am triggered, I am experiencing a threat and I am doing whatever I have in my arsenal. Someone gave me that word the other day, whatever, because I don't like the word toolbox, whatever I have in my arsenal, I am going to use that to extinguish a threat. OK, APs and DAs perceive different threats but the issue is for either for anyone in insecure attachment is that when there is a threat I am mishand I am handling the threat poorly okay I am handling the threat poorly the AP again runs towards the DA withdraws it's not that there's not a real threat valid threat but I am managing the threat poorly. I am not communicating through the triggered moment. I am, um, impulsively reacting to the trigger. And so the opposite of triggered is mindful. I want to be mindful. Good. Thank you, Tiffany, for that feedback. I want to be mindful in that moment. I need to manage my trigger better. Understand this y'all triggers aren't going anywhere. Triggers aren't going anywhere. We are going to be dealing with triggers. I do believe that when you are in your secure attachment, that you are triggered less frequently, but that doesn't mean that triggers are eliminated. Okay. You are not literally unbothered all of the time. Trust me. If you were on my Instagram stories earlier today, you know, Andrea, I think I saw you on there, right? I, I, cause I clicked it. I clicked it up. I think I saw you on there. You know, I was bothered. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So it's not that the trigger, it's not that trigger. <laughs> I, I went back. I just deleted. I said, you know what? I got it out. I got it out. And then I, I got it out and I went and I just went and I went back and I just said something else and I just made a very clear message. I'll say that again at the end of this. Okay. So it's not that triggers aren't going to go away, but I need to manage my trigger better. Okay. Setting boundaries is another, is another group of hard skills. Okay. I just put the boundary playbook. I dropped $20 off of it. It's $12. If you're on the Patreon, you have a link to a 12. If you're on reattach, you got a link to a, the $12 boundary playbook. If you're in rock solid, it's $6 because you get 50% off of everything. And by the way, that $12 boundary playbook is for everybody. But I just posted the link and reattach um, the reattached tier, Okay. So the boundary playbook, y'all, I think this is so helpful. I think every, honestly, I, I think everything I do is helpful, honestly. So the boundary playbook is just another helpful tool that is available to you. It's $12. And what, what happens in the boundary playbook? It's going to help you to identify, um, based off of what your triggers are, what are your needs surrounding your, what are your needs that are associated with your triggers? I'm about to break this down a little bit more for you. What are my needs associated with my triggers and what are the boundaries that I need to protect myself against people who are just about, who are just going to trigger me regardless. Let me tell you what I mean. Setting boundaries is a group of hard skills. Within setting boundaries, there are things like vulnerability, specificity, and timeliness that we're going to attack next week in a free boundary uh, masterclass. I've got things like vulnerability, spe- specificity, and timeliness that th- those are essential elements of boundary setting. So boundaries is like a, is like a, um, what do you, what do you want to call this? Like an umbrella, like say that that's the label on the umbrella and underneath of that umbrella are some Things within setting boundaries that will help you to set boundaries effectively. Y'all, I'm telling, I told you this is complex. That's why I'm laying this out in almost like a bullet form. Okay. Why do you, why is setting boundaries even important? And how does this all, how does that, how is that related to your triggers? My triggers are telling me where my emotional needs are not being met. Write that down, please. This is so important because a lot of people, a lot of times, again, we're just talking about the trigger, but I want you to start using triggers to give you inf- the triggers that you've had for the last eight years, the last 18 years. I want you to take those triggers and extract your needs from the triggers. Don't just let the triggers drag you down. Use it to get, give you information that's going to help you to get to where you want to go. So hear me again. My triggers are telling me where my emotional needs are not being met. In other words, I am not just triggered by a communication lag. What is underneath of that trigger is an emotional need that is not getting met. Okay. Maybe it's something like, I don't feel prioritized. I talk, I used to talk about the good morning text all the time. So maybe it's that you don't feel prioritized or I don't feel. I don't feel loved or cared for or respected, whatever that, um, whatever the trigger is, there is an emotional need attached to it. Okay. If, um, someone who is more inclined towards avoidance triggered by, um, someone trying to make plans three weeks ahead of time. Okay. That is the trigger, but under, but attached to that trigger is an emotional need that is not being met. For example, I might have a need for independence. I have a need to have control over my schedule. And so when you want to make plans with me 30 days in advance, I don't feel like I have control and I have a need to feel like I have control over my schedule. And I feel like you're trying to lock me into something and control my week or control my life or control my season. Okay, I know that it's hard to relate to that sometimes if that's not you, but that's a real thought process that people have. That's a whole different conversation about how to empathize. We're about to talk about that, actually, I think a little bit. Anyway, does that make sense? I know I'm going fast on this one, but there's so much information. That I'm like, if I pause, honestly, I'm going to start like teaching it. And I'm trying to, honest. I'm trying to actively avoid teaching the concepts, and just give you the concepts. Okay. I know that normally I'm teaching a concept, but I'm trying to give you this very large o- overview so that we can see how all of the things work together and why we, we need all of these pieces. Okay. And where you might be having gaps. So I'm gonna start this. Uh, I'm gonna, see, I'm gonna say this again. Okay. My triggers are telling me where my emotional needs are not being met. By the way, if you're in rock solid, I'm going to upload the homework that I give to my reattached group that help you to identify where your emotional needs are and connect them to your triggers. I'm going to I'm going to upload that tonight. My triggers are telling me where my emotional needs are not being met. When I am triggered, I am reacting, not responding. We said the opposite of triggered is mindfulness. When I am triggered, I am reacting. I'm not responding, which means I'm not communicating. No matter how valid your trigger is, if you do not have mindfulness about your tri- in your triggered moment, you are not communicating effectively. Okay? That is just a truth. So no matter what, this is why people can have great arguments, but you're communicating so poorly. It doesn't matter how good your argument is because someone cannot hear you when you are being offensive. Okay. Someone cannot hear you when they feel attacked. So it's not only important to be able to identify what your trigger is. We said the goal is to be able to manage your trigger better. Lord, I'm trying to, uh, we, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, get people leveled up this year. Can you tell I'm like, goodness, we got to stop messing around. We got so much to do and Jesus is coming back. I have to say that. Jesus is coming back, so we got to kind of move these things along. My triggers are telling <laughs> Don't get me started. My triggers are telling me where my emotional needs are not being met. When I'm triggered, I am reacting. I'm not responding. The opposite of triggered is mindfulness. I'm not responding, I'm not communicating. Listen to me. I am trying to get rid of the threat by force. When I am triggered and I do not have mindfulness about my trigger, I end up trying to eliminate the threat by force. I'm come on. I'm going to either be offensive or defensive because I am experiencing a threat. Okay, I need to be able to I call it de-trigger. I need to be able to de-trigger in those moments so I can communicate from a balanced place the the trigger. We're not the trigger is not going to be eliminated, but I do need to be able to manage it better. I need to be able to communicate about that trigger from a centered, balanced, secure, confident place rather than from my anxious, anxious place of trying to eliminate it by rushing in and squashing it, or trying to handle it like my avoidant type would do, which is ignoring it and acting like it's not happening at all. But both are triggered, and both are experiencing a threat in those moments, but are poorly managing that threat in that moment. Is that clear? Is that clear, y'all? So this is why you need to understand what you're... Hey, Ashley, this is why you need to understand... um, what your style is. So you know what to expect from yourself, what to look out for. You need to know what, um, how to manage your triggers better and you need to have boundaries. How does that play into it? I need to be able to communicate. This is from that balanced place. I need to be able to communicate I'm being mindful. I need to be able to communicate. I'm not being reactive. I need to be able to communicate about my emotional needs. So I'm self-aware. I need to be able to communicate about my emotional needs. So there is a fair chance to meet those needs. Okay. Like I said, somewhat we are not open to hearing people when they are being offensive or defensive. So when I am experiencing that threat, relational threat, I feel I fear you're going to leave me or I fear you're going to take me over, something like that, right? And whatever that might look like for you. So I'm experiencing that feeling, it's coming up in me. Rather than impulsively reacting, swinging left or right, I'm going to be mindful in that moment. I'm going to identify because I know that if I'm triggered, I have a need that's not being met. Is this making sense? I know that if I'm triggered that there is a need that's not being met. So I need to be able to identify what my emotional needs are so that I can communicate about my emotional needs so that there's actually the opportunity for understanding and for someone to actually meet those needs. OK, you've got there. Are, there are so many, um, so many opportunities missed by people who. Um, so many relationships that are broken because there are misunderstandings. We talked a lot about that on capture the flag. I really dislike that. Okay. I just like things breaking for misunderstandings. I, I want a break up to be a real breakup, not a breakup that could have been communicated through. This is ridiculous. Okay. We got to get better. We got to get better. So I need to be able, look, Hey, write this one down. Not only I told you this is layered cause I'm trying, I don't, don't want to just do it. I want to do it well. I, I don't just need to know what my emotional needs are. I don't even just want to be able to communicate what my need is. I want to be able to star this operationalize it. Operationalize. What does that mean? Make it move. I want to operationalize my needs. What's that mean? What's that mean? Practically speaking, If I say that I need reassurance, make it move. What does it look like? How do I reassure you? You need to be able to communicate. You say that you need, um, you say you like independence so much. Well, how do I help you to, how do I support you in your need for independence? You say you need reassurance. How do I reassure you? You say you need communication. How do I communicate with you? You say you need good communication. Tell me what is good. Practically speaking, I want you to think about it like this. Does that make sense? You okay with that? Understand? Think about it like this: If you, if I had a manual that says Shay, this it says Shay, and has got a, and and I open it up, and there's three emotional needs. It's our top three, and I go, and it says um, reassurance. Page eight. Turn to page eight. I should be able to read on page eight exactly what I need to do so that shay successfully feels reassured if you cannot communicate effects as effectively as that where i can where you can communicate it so well that it could be written out i can read it and no, and i can follow the instruction like putting together a bookcase you're not communing, effect, communicating effectively enough, especially because a lot of these issues are happening between people who have different emotional needs. So that person doesn't naturally fill in the blanks. Hello? Come on. So I need to be able to do it myself. Is that good? Operationalize the need. And again, if you're in rock solid, I'm going to upload something for you that's going to help you. I'm going to, I got more for you on this one. Okay. Um, on hard skills, then we're going to talk about soft skills. We got, we're pretty good on time. Okay. So here's what we got so far. My attachment style is going to help me to be able to communicate about, about communicate about what's even going on. Okay. Be able to identify what do I, how do I express my insecurities out in the world? What do I need to pay attention to when I'm talking to my therapist, talking to my coach, we need common language, okay? It's a comfort and a relief to be able to even make dysfunction make sense, okay? So learning that, learning your, about your style, learning the language is very helpful. Then on top of that, I need to manage my triggers. Opposite of triggered is mindful. I need to be able to manage my triggers because the triggers are not going to be eliminated, so I need to handle them well when they pop up. Fair? Good. And then I need to be able to set boundaries, okay? I need to be able to set boundaries, so, here's what it sounds like in narrative form. My triggers are telling me where my emotional needs are not being met. In when I am triggered, I am reacting. I'm not responding, which is not good. We don't want to react and respond. I'm not react. I am reacting. I'm not responding. I'm trying to eliminate the threat by force. Stonewalling is forceful. Avoidant types do not get away from this. Okay. A lot of times, anxious preoccupied types get labeled as the aggressive one. It is aggressive to shut your partner out. It's, a, it's an aggressive move. Don't play me on this, <laughs> okay? It's not just aggressive to blow your phone up with 10 text messages. It's also aggressive to not respond to communication from your partner. Come on, it's aggressive. So um, I need to be able to de-trigger in those moments so I can communicate from a balanced place. I need to be able to communicate about my emotional needs. So there is a fair chance to meet those needs and I need to, what's the word? Operationalize those needs. I need to be able to communicate how, how to move, to help me to, um, to help to support me in getting this need met. I need to be able to boundaries. I need to be able to set boundaries to create healthy space between me and others who don't meet my needs. I also, this is a little cherry on top. This is something a little bit different. I also need to categorize people correctly so my expectations are congruent with who they are as a person and who they are to me. That's a word right there. We could stop right there. We could stop right there. Did you hear what I said? Should I read it again? Yes, Taylor, read it again. I need to be able to set boundaries to create healthy space. Between me and others who don't meet my needs and I need to, it turned off real quick and I need to, Lord, I lost my spot. I need to categorize people correctly so my expectations are congruent with who they are as a person and who they are to me. Because sometimes you, you say that, oh Lord, let me not, Mm. Some people, you want them to be your best friend, but they're not best. They're not best friend type. Okay. Some people, you, you, you want them to be booth thing, but they are not really a boot thing type. Okay. So not just who you want them to be, who are they really? Come on, we need, so you need some boundaries and we've been talking about boundaries Lord on this. Uh, we talked about that a lot on soul ties, um, So I need to be able to categorize people correctly so my expectations are congruent with who they are as a person, independent of my desire, who they are as a person and who they are to me. Is that good? So listen, a couple things about the boundary stuff, okay? The boundary playbook's now $12, and when you buy it... You get access to free masterclasses when I host them. We have one on Wednesday, February 22nd, and that's going to be about the essential elements of boundary setting. Again, it's free when you get the playbook. I add you to an email list, so you'll get an email in a couple of days Um, with the Zoom link. We're going to meet on Zoom. We're going to talk about the essential elements of boundary setting, vulnerability, specificity, and timely. Timely. Okay, We're going to be talking about that um, at the free masterclass. Free with your purchase of the $12 Boundary Playbook. Okay, So that's there for you. So that's hard skills. Do we understand? Do we got those? I need to identify. I need to manage triggers. I need to set boundaries. Identify my style. Manage my triggers. Set boundaries. When I say manage my triggers... Identifying my emotional needs and managing my triggers are so closely intertwined. Managing your triggers well is like it it naturally includes identifying your emotional needs. My triggers are telling me where an emotional need is not being met. There's no way I'm managing my trigger. Well, if I am not able to identify what my emotional needs are managing your triggers well is not suppression. Please somebody get that word. Managing your triggers is not acting like you're not triggered. Somebody needs to hear it. Managing your trigger. Well is not acting cool. When you're not cool managing your trigger well is being honest and saying I'm bothered by exactly this and this is how you can support me in this and if you can't support me in that I have boundaries that will separate me from you because you're not who I need you to be. You're not who I want you to be. And I will not be satisfied with you because you do not have what I need. Hey, y'all, you hear me talking about the Boundary Masterclass next week, but that's actually today, Wednesday, the 22nd. I released this podcast episode a day early, just in case someone hears this in the morning and wants to be a part of the Masterclass tonight. If you're not able to attend live, you'll still get the replay if you register. I'll email you the Zoom link after you purchase the Boundary Playbook, which is in my resource store, linked below, and in my Instagram bio. Let's get back to the episode. Soft skills, y'all. I'm going to give you the easy ones first. How about this? Goodness gracious. This is so hard for people. Lord knows. Empathy shouldn't be, I shouldn't laugh after saying that, but it's so poor. It's so, it's done so poorly at this point. So look, empathy, y'all. So, okay, let's be serious. AP and DA, um, especially, okay. Or someone who is inclined towards anxious and then someone else who's inclined towards avoidance it's not always this very dysfunctional expression. Sometimes it's really just like personality characteristics that appear, one appears a bit more, they want to be a little bit more closeness, than the other one, wants more space. This is a very normal pair up, okay? there And then there's levels to it, right? Like there's, there's like levels of toxicity. But every anxious and avoidant inclined type does not mean toxic, okay? So let's just... I just want to say that it's just such a nuanced conversation. I just wanted to drop that little note. But the reason why I'm saying this y'all is because regardless of what tier you're at on toxicity, okay. Or divergence in personality, there is a, there is a difference in the way that you try to achieve safety and security. Okay, so like the avoidant type tries to achieve safety and security through space. An anxious type tries to achieve safety and security through closeness. You need empathy because there are going to be times that someone else tries to achieve intimacy or tries to achieve space when you are not doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. But you've got to be able to still be a safe person place for them is this too detailed is this too detailed in other words if if you're trying to achieve intimacy, intimacy with me and I am not and I it, but it's not that I don't love you it's just that I am not how can I express empathy? For this, how can I, how can I respond to you with empathy and awareness of what you need in this moment without shutting you down just because I don't need it to? Gosh, that's a whole, that's a, that's a couple seminar right there. Does that make sense? So we got a lot of, uh, oh gosh, let me not get, let me not take it too far because I already went pretty far on Instagram today. Let me kind of check myself a little bit because I already was hot. You can experience me as rejecting when I do not empathize with you in a moment. I can experience you as rejecting me, so I take it personally, when you do not empathize with me in a moment, even if you love me. And so this is why we need to do this whole emotional safety series, because um, a lot of people, plenty of people, and I was included absolutely, are not um, aware of how they are signaling Um, danger. And I know that sounds like a big word. Okay. But think about it. If I'm not safe, safe is a big word too, honestly, because safe is very, being emotionally safe is a complex um, set of behaviors that allows you to receive me as safe or allows you to experience me as safe. Does that make sense? So that's a strong word. Safe. Okay. So another strong word is dangerous. And I want to magnify this issue because a lot of people don't realize how they're showing up as emotionally dangerous because they don't realize that they are rejecting in a moment when they need to express empathy. It doesn't mean that you have to do what someone wants you to do, but it also means that you can avoid rejection, rejecting them too. Okay. I know this is a bit, is, is it getting complex or are we Okay. Okay. So this is talking about soft skills. How can I empathize with you? How can I meet you in a moment? And I I don't feel obligated to necessarily do what you want me to do, but I can still show up as emotionally safe. I can still validate. I can still um, receive you. Okay. I think we need to understand that that nuanced difference between receiving you and mirroring you. I can receive you and not mirror you. I can receive you and not agree with you. But the issue is when you present to me and because I don't agree with you, I reject you. And I don't think a lot of people realize we don't realize when we're doing that. Is that fair? Can anyone understand what I'm saying? So we we very literally need to learn how to empathize. Very literally need to learn how to empathize. And y'all, I'm at a point in my career where I can't spend, I'm not going to be spending a whole lot of time with people talking about why they can't empathize. Hear me now. I'm not going to be spending a whole lot of time with you talking about why you can't empathize because your mama or daddy didn't do it. Someone else might have to, I'm, I'm training some, I'm going to be training some coaches and therapists that can um that can help you. Cause I can't be spending a whole lot of time. We can't be your partner, your husband don't does not want to keep hearing about this. I wanna be honest with you. Can I be honest with you? Somebody tell me be honest. Somebody just say be honest. <laughs> I wanna be. <laughs> 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 I wanna be honest with you. Thank you. I wanna be honest with you. Andreas said, "B Taylor, I like that. Thank you, Lord. Y'all know, y'all ever drink this ginger ale, Red Rock? It be getting you in the throat. You would be like, <laughs> it's like jalapenos in your throat. Woo! Listen to me. Your husband does not want to hear about this anymore. He wants me to tell you. You know, people will be like, the Lord told me to tell you. I'm not gonna act like God told me to tell you this. Your husband told me this." okay your husband told me he does not necessarily not it's not that he doesn't care <laughs> can I be honest with you it's not that he doesn't care but his needs exist at the same time I don't know if we can are ready for this listen I can't be spending a whole we can't be spending a whole lot of time talking about why you can't do something I want to coach you how to do it come on please I'm gonna do it anyway we can't be spending a whole lot of time talking about mama or daddy didn't do this and that. I get it. Trust me. Trust me. But you can learn how to do it regardless of what your parent did or not or, did or didn't do. Okay? So, again, we're going to be touching on empathy. No, we're not. We are kind of are because we're going to be talking about vulnerability. So we're going to be talking about empathy a bit in the Boundary uh, Masterclass next week. But also, I'm going to be doing a very specific Emotionally Safe series because the husbands are over it, okay? The wives are over it. The girlfriends are over it, okay? Because they don't want to hear how to solve the problem. They want to feel connected, like you care, like you understand what's going on. Goodness gracious. So the Lord didn't tell me, your wife told me, (laughs) okay? She's tired of just being functional in a functional relationship. She loves that the bills are paid, but she wants to feel loved too. Not oh goodness, oh gosh, goodness gracious! We got to do it. We got to do a series. Okay, we're gonna help. We're gonna we're gonna get this thing together. So, soft skills. When we're when we're talking about developing secure attachment. Okay, I need to be able to empathize because. We're expecting a lot of. It's of course it's comfortable. It's nice when you have a mirror. When someone is just when someone behaves the way that you do, they read the room the way that you do. They read between the lines the way that you do, or they they like more shallow talk the way that you do. Okay, they don't really want to go deep the way that you the the way that you like. You kind of like to keep it on a lighter side. Okay, and so we have to understand how to still be able to show up for somebody when they're not showing up like us. Empathy. Goodness gracious. That is a whole thing. Please, we need that. So um, vulnerability and empathy. I paired these things together, right? Naturally. So soft skill. I need empathy. Soft skill. I need vulnerability. When it comes to being able to express your need rather than express your frustration, that takes vulnerability. I need vulnerability to be able to say, I'm feeling unprotected. I need vulnerability to be able to say, I'm feeling like you forgot about me. That takes vulnerability. Vulnerability right rather than do this do that cuz that's how look we know it come on i don't got to tell you about yourself you know you you know you okay and so that's us responding to a threat inappropriately mishandling a threat when we need to be able to balance be centered in the threat and in my expression of my needs of what i what it is that i in my in, my, in managing my trigger that's the hard skill I need the soft skill of vulnerability. Do you see how this is connected? I need the soft skill. I also need empathy in that moment, realizing that you're not like me. So it's not that you're trying to irritate me, but you just don't think like me. We don't have the same need. So I need empathy rather than assuming that you are trying to hurt me. Does that make sense? Is that okay? Would that help anybody's relationship? Vulnerability and empathy. We're going to be talking a lot about that emotional safety. Goodness, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. And trust me, it's going to be like the least number of people that feel like they need it. And that's why we have a 99% divorce rate at this point. Let me burn my throat real quick. All right, you got it? Vulnerability and empathy. Let's move on. Um, I'm not going to talk about that. Got it. So vulnerability and empathy fall under like a communic- It's it's in community. It's in the category of like communication and emotional intelligence we need to elevate emotional intelligence we've got enough information we need to be able to relate information relation I don't want to talk about so much information I want to talk about relation so in this episode I'm giving you a lot of information that are going to affect how your affect your relations okay and so vulnerability and empathy. You can't like, it's not about what you know about somebody. It's how you can receive them or how you can present to them. That's relation. Let me move on. Let me move on. I'd be saying stuff and I'm like, Oh, that was good. (laughs) I think my meeting is about to start. I got two more for you. Okay. Beliefs. This is big in the attachment workbook. Okay. Um, in the attachment workbook, I I literally on the first page, I'm like, we're not going to talk about what your style is. We're going to talk about how to actually solve it. Okay. And it has to do with beliefs. (laughs) It has to do with beliefs. So my beliefs motivate my behavior. How many y'all been in the attachment workshop and you already knew that my beliefs motivate my behavior. I need to affect my beliefs to be able to affect my behavior I can't just say I'm gonna stop blowing up your phone every time I'm bothered I have to actually believe that you're here for me that's be- that's it that's it in a nutshell right? I can't just stop leaving the room when we have a conflict we need to resolve. I need to actually believe it's safe to talk to you even when you're frustrated. I need to, I can't just, um, I can't just um, admit when I make a mistake rather than hiding it. I can't just say, okay, I'm going to start to admit every time I make a mistake. I need to actually believe that I'm still lovable even when I make it. Okay. So it's not just about behavior stuff. That's the least of my concern. My biggest concern is what do you believe? Because your beliefs are what motivate your behavior. And I'm calling this a soft skill. Okay. Soft skill beliefs. Cause we're going into the mind. Where did this, where did this belief start? And how are we projecting these beliefs out into the world? How does my behavior express what I really believe about myself and what I believe about you? Does that make sense? That's such a big conversation. I'm going to cap that point right there. So just tell me if you got it. And then also tell me if you got a question. I can't believe it's almost been an hour. I can't believe it's almost been an hour. Are we following that? The beliefs part? The attachment workshop is going to help you to break those beliefs down. Y'all trust me. If you get the belief stuff, that beliefs is the major key. And I'm telling you, a lot of people doing attachment work are not talking about the biggest part of it. Because it's like, it's so easy to get people roped into what people are doing and what you're doing and what the other person is doing that so many people get away with literally just talking about that. And you could watch 80,000 YouTube videos on what you're doing and what someone else is doing. But we need to talk about the transformation is why you're doing it. And the why is in the beliefs. What am I believing in this moment that is motivating my behavior? It's the major key. Is it possible to have these beliefs? Andrea, yeah, you know. Is it possible to have these beliefs before the person shows you they're capable? Yes. So the beliefs are what are, they are totally mine. But then, so if I believe, for example, that I am worth, um, worth love that is honest, I believe that love is honest. Okay. Then, so I take my belief cause I need that for me. Cause I'm not about to be acting crazy up in this camp. I'm not about to be ruining relationships because I hold a dysfunctional belief. You understand what I'm saying? So I need, and I need helpful belief for me. Then I need to take that, those, take those beliefs. And then I'm looking to see who aligns with what I believe. Okay. Who aligns with what I believe. So if I believe that love is honest, if you are dishonest in love, it can't be love, not my kind of love. Hey, whoa, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So I need to be, I need to examine, hey Liz, I need to be able to examine my beliefs and the attachment workshop is going to help you with that. Or rather the workbook. Okay, if you're in rock solid, you're going to get 50 percent off of that. And I'm about to drop that price, too, because I need people. I need you getting this. I'm about to I'm going to drop it before I I even put the 50 percent off link up. I'm about to drop that price. So um, beliefs, if I believe that um, if I believe that uh, love is consistent, I believe love is consistent because I, listen, let, 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 let me nail it. Let me let, let me, let me nail it. I believe love is consistent. My behavior is going to motive is going to affect my behavior. So I need that belief for me because I need to be consistent. So I, so if I want to express love, healthy love, I need to believe love is consistent. I can't wait for you to tell me it's okay. And I'm going to claim the the, the healthiest beliefs because those healthiest, the, the, my, the, the quality of my behaviors is directly congruent to the quality of my beliefs about me and my beliefs about you, but beliefs about love. Okay. So I need those beliefs for me. If I believe love is consistent, then when you show me inconsistency, you are misaligned with my beliefs. We are naturally mismatched. I don't, it's not a back and forth. It's not a back and forth. It's not a, it's not a, uh, is this okay? Can't be. You feel me? So we got that right. Beliefs. Beliefs. That's so big. We could talk about that for the next three hours, but I can't. So I need you to understand beliefs. Last thing, y'all. Last thing, last thing. And then we're going to go. Last thing. Hey, Nicole. Are you going to be at the boundary uh, masterclass next week? Wednesday, the 22nd. We're talking about vulnerability, specificity, and timely boundaries. I think it's going to be good. All right. We're gonna be meeting on Zoom, y'all. So last thing, last thing, last thing, goodness gracious, this is a big one. Forgiveness and acceptance. Soft skill of develop develop on the roadmap to your secure attachment. You need the skill. Skill. I'm talking about a discipline of forgiveness. That's a whole sermon in itself. Lord, I mean, write that down. A discipline of forgiveness. Goodness gracious. That's a good one. That's a good one, Taylor. Write that one down. I need a a skill of forgiveness. Why? Because I'm not always going to feel like it. So I need to literally, I'm telling you, this is real life. This is me. I need the, I got, a, I developed a discipline of letting, letting go. Disciplined. Why? Not for you. For me, what you're talking about? I can't be walking around looking crazy because of what you got going on. I had a discipline of forgiveness, discipline of forgiveness, a discipline of forgiveness. I got a, I don't hold, I can't do a grudge. A discipline of forgiveness. Okay. I need to develop and I can develop this as a skill. Okay. Forgiveness and acceptance. I got a discipline of acceptance, meaning that I can have an idea of what I want from you. I can have a preference of what I want from you, but I accept whatever you got. That doesn't mean you're going to stick around. <laughs> Accepting you does not mean relationship with you. Right? We said earlier that ba- I need boundaries for a healthy space. Let me read it for you. Boundaries create to create healthy space between me and others who don't meet my needs. And I need to categorize pre- people correctly so my expectations are congruent matching with who they are as a person and who they are to me. So acceptance, I don't, I can accept you. And I don't have a relationship with you. I accept you and leave you right on there and not feel n- not one shred of guilt. So look, forgiveness and acceptance are soft skills that you need. And I'm not talking about just in leaving people. I'm talking about in staying with people come on, come on, come on, follow me, follow me. We about to go. We are about to go. This is the very last thing. This is the very last thing. It's the very last thing. A skill of forgiveness and acceptance. This is not just about, oh, you can't give me what I want. I forgive you. And I accept that you're trash and I'm on my way. No, this is about how to stay in forgiveness and acceptance, how to stay in with people, platonic, Family, romantic, how to stay in a practice, a discipline of forgiving and accepting all the time. I'm talking about, look, I want you to, this is a different conversation. I think I need a whole episode, or we're going to do this in rock solid, probably. This is very rock solid. This is very rock solid. I need this in rock solid. Uh, 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 a, oh, I don't want to get, I don't want to go take it too deep. I won't take it too far. Okay. But um, I want us to, this is what I would love for you this year, for your own sake. Y'all understand, like, it's not, this is truly not about me. Because I'm not in your relationship. You're not in a relationship with me. I'm trying to help you. And so I would love for you this year to have a mindset that is, uh, I want you to be so clear and so unburdened. I want you to be so light. Okay. I want you to, I want you to carry as little weight as possible in your heart and in your mind. Okay. And in order to do that, you need to have a mind to forgive a heart to forgive. Okay. A heart that continuously lets go. What I'm going to say is this, is that I want us to not, don't wait for events to forgive. I'm talking about in your day today. I forgive you. You didn't call me back when I wanted you to forgive you. You said love you instead of I love you. Forgive you. (laughs) Come on. Hello. There's somebody that's going to be watching this. That's still turning up about the I and the love you. I get it. I know. Come on. But please, it's not that you can't express what you would rather, how you would rather communicate, but I forgive you. Okay. This is a deeper conversation than we can get into tonight but I need is to have a mind, a heart to forgive. Okay. And to accept, and that you might not be in relationship with that person, with these people ultimately, but the forgiveness and the acceptance is truly so that you can move forward with a light load, unburdened, Okay. Not holding on to things, trying to, um, get a certain result out of someone who just doesn't have it for you in this season and maybe not ever. Now this, this has to do, people have a lot of hangups is the last thing. People have got a lot of hangups in forgiveness and acceptance because they're still waiting for their parent to make a turn for the better. And the parent is still in their trash behavior, whatever that looks like for you. And so you're still waiting for them to change. And so now you project your need for them to change onto other people who act just like them trying to get them to change the way that you wanted your parent to change. And so you can't forgive other people or accept other people because you don't forgive your parent. And then you keep repeating the same cycle with people who look just like them, act just like them, move just like them, trying to get them to do something that your parent wanna do. So y'all, I need you, hello. I need you, we gotta deal with it. I told you I'm not gonna be dealing with a whole bunch of childhood stuff this year. Um of course it's always gonna come up it's but it's not gonna be um I'm not gonna be spending a whole bunch of um so I'm in coaching mode i'm in moving forward mode but there is a reality a truth that some of that old stuff does need to be resolved to be able to move forward effectively in in an enduring and sustained way okay moving forward with a light load okay for good not for a season not for a moment not for this relationship but for always and so look you can get ahead start on that with the healing childhood workshop i'm serious. Get the Healing Childhood Workshop. I'm gonna have to drop that price too. Cause that was that one's really important. I need I'm about to drop that. I'm just I'm dropping every price. I'm gonna drop it all. I'm dropping every single price on every single workshop tonight. I need you to get it. Okay. Healing childhood workshop, forgiveness and acceptance. There's also, y'all, I can't get it into this. Your mother and your attachment workshop. There's so many issues that come out of the mother wound, y'all. I got workshops on it, that your mother and your attachment workshop. It's available. I got a whole workbook for the mother work for the mother issue. Okay. It's available for you. But I'm, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm highlighting this because a lot of hangups and acceptance of yourself and acceptance of people in your life because you didn't, because there's not grace in the, in the originating relationship. It's a deep conversation, but I'm saying soft skill, a skill of forgiveness, a skill of acceptance. And it is so much easier when you're able to release your parents from who you wanted them to be. I need forgiveness even for the, for the, for the healthiest type. We need forgiveness, but I also need forgiveness in my heart. Because if you haven't found that, that healthy type that you want romantically and your heart is still hanging on to grudges, trust me, your energy is off. And that, that, um, grudge heart, that grudging heart that begrudging heart, that heavy heart is affecting your energy and it's affecting your matches. Okay. It's affecting how you're showing up. We need to deal with the forgiveness stuff. Okay. Does that make sense? I need forgiveness for the present and I need forgiveness for the past. I also need to be able to identify my beliefs. I need to be able to examine my beliefs and the workbook is going to help you to do that in a structured way. I need to be able to examine my beliefs, replace my beliefs, and I need to be able to do that independent of any other person. These beliefs are mine, regardless of what you're doing. I just need to align who my who I'm relating to based off, if I need to decide who is worth my relating based off of who is aligned with my beliefs. Trust me, if you make a list of positive beliefs or if you have the workbook, all of your most toxic relationships are misaligned with your healthiest beliefs. And I also need to learn vulnerability and empathy so that I can can communicate in a way that is not offensive or defensive, but is receptive that in a way that is honest, in a way that is authentic and in a way that is clear so that I can better get what I want. And the other person also experiences me as emotionally safe. Lord, I think that was good. All right, y'all. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Round of applause. Round of applause. Y'all have a great night. You're welcome. Bye, y'all. That's the episode, y'all. Quick note, I won't be taking any more one-on-one clients after March 31st unless you are in rock solid. That's whether you're doing a package or a la carte style sessions. So if you want to touch base with me, make sure you do that before the end of March. See you next week.